My husband and I lived with our young children in an apartment complex. As the years went on, this apartment complex started to attract sketchy people. Having lived in these apartments for years, we didn't know anyone who went trick-or-treating in them. We had never had anyone knock on our door on Halloween. Well, one Halloween in question, when my kids were old enough to go trick-or-treating, my husband and I decided to take them to a neighborhood near the apartments. Everything went smooth, and we were only going to knock on a couple of more doors on our way out of the neighborhood, then back to our apartment. All of a sudden, there was a police helicopter circling over the neighborhood with its spotlight on, shining all around us. There was someone over the speaker shouting, Police! Come out with your hands up! This had repeated multiple times. We hurried out of the neighborhood, not really sure what was going on. We arrived back to our apartment, settling down, then getting the kids in bed. My husband then realized that we hadn't had dinner, so I ran out to grab something for us and then returned with our food. We got our food set out on the table, when all of a sudden we heard pounding on our door. It wasn't knocking, it was pounding. We ignored it. Then moments later, we heard that same pounding and it was even louder the second time. It was around 9.30 at night while this was happening. Most people are done trick-or-treating at that point, and most kids are in bed. And keep in mind, we never had anyone knock on our door on Halloween in all the years that we lived there. We both got a bad feeling. My husband hurried to the door to make sure it was locked, and then asked through the closed door, Yeah, who is it? We then got the response, Trick-or-treat. But the voice was that of a grown male. My husband just responded back with, Uh, yeah, we don't have any candy. Then we just stood there for about a minute or so. We didn't hear or see anything else after that. We both went and peered through the window, and the man was gone. Unfortunately, I don't have any further information about who that guy was, what he wanted, or if he was the one that the police wanted. But I got the most terrifying feeling when he pounded on our door that night that I never ever want to experience again. Before I start this story, I'm going to give you some background information. My name is Alice, and I live in a shitty area in Ohio. I recently turned 16 in July, and I was visiting my brother. We were carving pumpkins as we've done that every year for as long as I can remember. I won't bore you with too many details, but I and my brother, who's 23, who we'll call Zach, decided to go trick-or-treating despite our ages as we thought it would be a last year deal since we were never close growing up due to family issues. I went to his place on Halloween just an hour before trick-or-treating started. We got ready, and we headed out as soon as it became the hour to trick-or-treat. We walked down his entire block, which is pretty long. So, as expected, we got our bags filled and were tired. After we departed and I went back to my house, it was that time of the month, if you know what I mean, and I was craving some chocolate. I reached into my candy bag and I grabbed a Snickers bar, and I barely even chewed it due to the taste. It didn't taste normal. It tasted awful, 
and now I know this wasn't the best decision, but I have animals that I really worry for. So I ran to the bathroom spitting the candy in the toilet. About 45 minutes later, I was watching some random Netflix movie. I started to feel really weird and like I was in a daze of some kind. I was a bit scared as I had never felt like that before. I was shaking like crazy and I lost control of my speech. I woke up my grandma, which had worried her as it was after midnight. She couldn't understand me because like I had mentioned, I had lost control of my speech and I sounded like a drunken idiot. My grandma immediately got up and then rushed to get dressed. I knew that if she drove me, I wouldn't get there fast enough. And I should also mention that I have a leaking heart valve, so I dialed 911 for help. The paramedics said that I was probably just having an anxiety attack, but I knew this couldn't have been the case as no anxiety attack I've ever had was ever this bad. They loaded me into the ambulance while my family was on their way to meet us there. While in the ambulance, I was still shaking and I was barely staying awake. I kept losing consciousness and my heart rate was as high as 170, which is really extreme for me as it's usually in the 70s to 90s range. The paramedics got me to the hospital safely though. The nurses at the hospital questioned me about everything and as I explained the best that I could for my fucked up state of mind, my grandma then came in and stayed with me while they did an EKG on me, as well as x-rays, which neither were a problem. My grandma then spoke up to the doctor and asked if I could do a urine sample, which was agreed on. Less than 30 minutes passed, and the doctor came back and told us that there was THC found in my body, which for those of you who don't know, is tetrahydrocannabinol also known as a chemical in marijuana. I was thrown back by this, as I had never touched marijuana before in my life, which has me to believe that the candy was definitely laced. I soon called Zach to tell him what happened and to get rid of that candy as soon as possible. I know that this might not be like every other scary story on here, but I wanted to share this with as many people as possible, because this really is something that happens on Halloween and you really never know what could happen. Please everyone, be safe on your Halloween, and also please check your children's candy. It's absolutely terrifying that people do this, so please be careful. I recalled how my mom always made sure our grandmother felt safe on Halloween. You never know what can happen, and she was always careful to be sure she was safe, and we would go to her house to be with her if she ever opened the door and gave out candy, and we would also spend some time with her that night until the time had passed for the trick-or-treaters to have come. No one was supposed to come after 10 p.m. in our city. I recalled that fondly, and now that I'm grown, offered my elderly neighbor the same. I would spend the evening having a couple of soft drinks and chatting with her at the kitchen table. She didn't want to participate, so I told her our plan. We would turn out the porch lights, lock up the doors tightly, and just talk in low tones in the kitchen with a low light on inside. It was clear that we weren't inviting the Halloweeners. At first, the front doorbell rang, and a rather large group came by with parents at about 7pm. That was the last and first group that ever really came by. 
Our neighborhood has every age group, really, but most of the kids went to parties and church functions, as well as our zoo and other places that held events for the kids. It had gotten rather quiet the last several hours, but I stayed and we talked. My neighbor is 87 years old and a lot of fun, and we talked about everything, and we just laughed and sipped our cokes. And the night was totally quiet after the kids had come in that group at 7. I was thinking I'd just walk back across the street in about a minute or two. I lived three houses down and across the street, and I had brought my car too. You know, so it wouldn't be creepy walking home, and I could just drive into my garage when we said goodbye. I was just about to wrap up our visit, when suddenly, I heard a very light knock at the side door to the house. She has a steep front porch and she lives up on a hill and she had no kids come for hours. No one ever knocks lightly anyway. She also had a doorbell on the front door and the back as well that worked. It seemed weird, so we hushed our conversation and I then walked just in front of her side door and then said almost angrily, Yeah, can I help you? At that, I heard a fist turn the brass knob on her security door, then left, then right to see if it had been left open. I don't even think they could hear me in the house at all. They were out there, and they were seeing if we had forgotten to lock our door. Now, I wasn't about to venture out there and figure out who this was, and we weren't answering the door anyway. I knew the shades on the door didn't allow anyone to see inside, so we just waited and listened, and no other sounds came. Nothing bad really happened, but I had failed to wear my pistol on me. I have my concealed carry license. I normally carry, but I had stupidly come over without it on during the Halloween night of all times. I could have needed it that night, and I then realized that as we sat there silently listening for their next move. But we were in the kitchen by a complete knife block anyway. And next year, I'll be sure to drop over to be with my elderly neighbor once again. You can be sure of that. Only next time, I'll definitely be sure to be armed. Stay safe, everyone, and enjoy the spooky season. There's this trail near my house that my mom and I often ride bikes on. The trail was plotted and built sometime in the 2010s. Nothing too out of the ordinary has really happened when my mom and I are on the trail, aside from a few close calls with careless bikers, and some people every now and then that just give off creepy vibes. What I'm going to tell you about today, though, is something rather strange. So, the two of us used to go a different route sometimes than the one we usually take now. The path that we usually go on now is just overall much more pleasant, and mostly goes through fields and forested areas but the way that we used to go cut through intersections and neighborhoods at some points. One day when we used to go this other way, we noticed a bunch of stuff that looked like Halloween decorations hanging up in the trees not too far from one of those intersections. First of all, the trail is owned by the city, so you can't just go vandalizing it like that. Second, I don't even think this was around Halloween. Also, this wasn't just any Halloween decor. I mean, sure, there was some normal stuff, like a zombie-looking thing hanging from a power line and a few other things near it. But what we found to be even more strange was that there were baby dolls which were a bit further away. 
They were all dirty and very disfigured, and some of them had missing limbs. There were also some in cages, too. I remember one cage held a doll that was ripped apart, and there weren't just a few dolls. There were around 15 or more. There were also life-sized plastic body parts just hanging around, like literally a pair of legs jammed into the side of a tree. This isn't even the weirdest part, though. There were also children's shoes hanging from a string as a garland sort of thing, and it was strung between two trees. There were also a few more shoes like these lying about, along with a couple of tricycles. My mom and I were thoroughly and very obviously creeped out by this, and at different times we saw a few other people stop there who were equally concerned. We really wanted to find out who was behind this grotesque display. A few days later, we saw a maintenance man doing his job on the trail, so we alerted him of the situation and we told him where it was and he said he'd check it out. It was only weeks later when my mom discovered the true culprit, and then she told me about it later that day when I was home. I don't know why, but I wasn't with her today. Of course. She was riding her bike as she always did, going the same way, when as she passed the side of the strange decorations, she saw a man walking and carrying a large bucket not too far from it. My mom has a phenomenal sense of intuition, so she stopped to ask the man what he was doing. My mom described the man as short and fat, and probably in his mid-sixties. He had stringy gray hair, and he was bald on top. She instantly got creepy vibes from this guy. She asked him if he was the man who set up all that stuff in the trees, and he said yes, that he was calling it art, and he said it was a hobby of his. My mom said that it was definitely not art, and she told the guy he was creepy. The man replied, claiming that, well, some people like it, and he tried acting like it was nothing. Yeah, who on earth would think this is normal? I mean, like I said, it wasn't even October or around Halloween. My mom told him again that she thought he was weird, and then sped off. She told me that this guy had a smug grin on his face the whole time she spoke with them. What a freak. No telling what kind of psycho this man truly is, or what he actually hides back at his house. I've always wondered about those shoes and bikes, and where he got them from. I really wish I would have been there to protect my mom if something would have happened, but I'm so glad nothing did. Thank God for that. Also, thankfully the stuff has since been taken down, and there's no sign of the weirdo after this incident. It was Halloween of 2022. I was a freshman in high school. Halloween was on a Monday, and we had school the next day, so we really couldn't be staying up until 10 outside, and we needed to be home around 10 as well. For the sake of privacy, I'll call my friends by letters. My friend D had a history of throwing parties. Since it was a school night, he only invited about 10 people over for Halloween. We all decided we would trick or treat only for about an hour and then come back for a scary movie. We set off at about 6.15 and then the first 30 minutes were just a normal every year Halloween experience. This is where the story starts to take a turn. The neighborhood was huge, so the group ended up splitting up. 
three of my friends went to a different part of the neighborhood. The first part of the story I'll tell from my friend C's point of view, as I wasn't present for it. C and my other two friends K and J rolled up on a house where there was nobody home, but there were some really cool decorations and a bowl of candy on the doorstep. All three of them decided to hide behind the decorations and then scare the trick-or-treaters. They did so for about 15 minutes before J and K decided to head back to meet up with the rest of us. C then decided to stay and try and scare one more trick-or-treater. Little did he know that the next trick-or-treater would be one to remember. C was hiding behind a skeleton when he saw some creepy guy then walk up. He was wearing a clown mask that looked to be like one of the ones from Dollar Tree, and he was also wearing what looked to be an old raggedy white t-shirt with black sweatpants. The guy looked to be around the age of about 18, and he was alone trick-or-treating. C did his usual scare and jumped out at the guy. The guy didn't flinch at all and didn't say anything. He just stared at C and then grabbed C's candy bag and began circling in the backyard. How he described it was like something when you're a little kid playing football in the yard and you get hit with a bunch of juke moves. Anyway, C got his bag back and he got around the clown and raced away thinking the guy would get lost. C was in a completely different part of the neighborhood than me and some of my other friends, so before he could tell me anything, I also had my first encounter. The clown must have taken a shortcut, because he ended up coming up to me not too long after his encounter with C. Now, my other two friends, T and A, were sort of laughing at him while he was looking straight at me. I thought he was one of their friends, and they told him to mess with me or something, so I kept trying to talk to him, but he wouldn't talk. Eventually, I gave up, and I just let the guy walk ahead of us. Who the hell was that guy? You guys know him? I asked TNA. What they said sort of gave me goosebumps. They said they had no idea who he was. Since he looked so young, I didn't really think anything of it until me and C found each other and he then told me what happened. I also told him about my encounter as well and the whole group decided to go back to the house as it was around 7 at this point. Now D's house had a side basement entrance. And since we were in the basement and might go back outside at any time, we didn't lock it. After about 10 minutes, the door busted open, and it was the clown guy walking in with what looked to be a gun. We all jumped and started screaming, but we realized from closely looking that the gun he had was fake. He went up to Kay and tried stealing his candy, but had dropped his bag at the basement steps, and Satan picked it up and ran outside. The clown followed C up a hill, and he seemed very mad. He was getting very aggressive at this point, putting his hands on C. So C gave the candy back, wanting no more trouble. The clown then ran away from the house without saying a word. I figured the dude was probably just trying to scare us, but the fact that he followed us home and busted in without knocking still didn't sit right with me. We went back inside for about 30 or so minutes before we heard knocking on the basement door. It was still prime trick-or-treating time. I opened the door and nobody was there. Me and C started to realize that maybe this guy wasn't so dangerous after all, or so we thought. 
We then decided to try and find him outside and tell him to stop messing with us and go home. After about 15 minutes of searching, we then saw him eerily standing in someone's backyard. We went up to him, but he ran away from us. We saw him once again, and he was in a different person's yard this time. This time, however, he was sitting down with his back facing us, and he had the clown mask off. We couldn't see his face, but it seemed that he had been running a lot and needed to catch his breath. Hey, why are you running? I screamed out to him. He didn't turn. He just put his mask back on and just walked near us. I started to get a really uneasy feeling now that he was no longer running away from us, but now slowly walking toward us. Out of nowhere, he starts running towards a random group of trick-or-treaters looking to scare them, I think. But before he reached them, he then tripped and then face-planted right in the road. Such a terrible way to express himself as the guy trying to scare people. We just laughed at him, but that would be the last time I laughed that night. He got up and started walking away. Not even near us, but he seemed defeated. We were trying to find out who the hell this guy was as he was now walking on the side of the road. Then out of nowhere, a car pulled up and then stopped in the middle of the road. The car was small and black, and across the front windshield it had strange letters that looked to be in some sort of different language. The clown then jumped in the front seat of the car, and I saw with the driver a gun, and this time I knew it wasn't fake. He pointed out the window to me and C, and we both ran faster than we ever had back to the house. We didn't have any more trouble for the rest of that night, and we'll never know who it was that was really behind that mask or why he did what he did. That night could have gone wrong in so many different ways. Moral of the story is don't investigate something creepy that you think will be okay, because you really never know what can happen. Stay safe out there everyone, and happy Halloween. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night, everyone, and remember, to always...